Thank you for being with us. Appreciate the goodness of the Lord here on a Tuesday afternoon. We appreciate God's blessing. Beautiful day on the outside. It's been a little cooler, though. It's 45 right now. But the wind has made it feel a lot colder if you were out and about. We had a uh, we have a bucket truck, a service truck that uh, that we use in all sorts of different things. But uh, we were trimming some trees with it, and the wiring harness was not where it needed to be, and it came down and pinched the knuckle, pinched the wires into, so that the so that the controls in the bucket didn't work. So I have been up on the top of a bucket truck part of the day trying to fix the wiring. And I uh, got it fixed, thankfully. But, uh, yeah, a little, a little on the cool side. Yeah. So, anyway, we're glad to have you with us. We're grateful, again, for you being here. And the telephone number to text us with is 577-1296, 577-1296. And the number to call us, voice line, 828-884-9427, 828-884-9427. And so we'd love to hear from you here this afternoon. Um, I tell you what, we're probably not going to, if, if it keeps going like it's going now, not even going to need the traffic report in the North Carolina portion of things. There's just nothing going on to speak of. Uh, no traffic even to hardly talk about. As you come out of Biltmore, right as you come under 40, they're working on that right in there. And so that's a slowdown. Just right as you come out, Right as you come under 40, going south on 25, it's down to one lane, and that's got it bottlenecked, but that's a construction thing. Everything else that I'm looking at, including the gorge, look to be in pretty good shape. If we go to Spartanburg, let's see here. We are, hmm, so we are, yeah, okay, That's that looks pretty good too. So you got your normal mess in Greenville on the interstate there at Pelham. Either side of Pelham, that goes without saying about every day, and that's just where the where the busiest part of it's at. And uh, other than that, Greenville is looking pretty good, so I don't see a lot to even comment about in the Greenville area here this afternoon, as far as traffic is concerned. All right, let me uh, let me change gears if I can, and uh, let's go to our weather map over here. So I'm looking at. 47 degrees. Now this is the problem is that's not been updated. So let me let me let me change that and see if it'll update for me. So uh, well, it didn't. It actually didn't change the results. So 48 degrees was what it was showing at Asheville at six minutes before five, but it felt like 42 because there was a constant north northwest wind at 14. Now. It, there was, it was gusting to 26, and uh, as a result of that, of course, making it feel cooler than it is. Of course, clear skies and the pressure's building. Uh, it's interesting that this is what happened. I told you yesterday about the storm that came through. Uh, it was going to go out into the Atlantic, and it was going to rev up and run up the East Coast and tear up the big cities. Well, it did, and that's also what happened in the blizzard of 93 and cold air came in behind the blizzard and it was March, but we got down and I mean, super cold temperatures, people without heat, people without power. And it got down and stayed cold. And we had wind out of the North Northwest. It's exactly where it came from during the blizzard. 
So, uh, yeah, this, you know, didn't happen this time. The, the uh, jet stream was not far, far enough south uh, to, you know, precipitate frozen precipitation. But just another one of those things saying that was an El Nino year. This is an El Nino year. Could have, could have, would have, should have, you know, one of those. Yeah. So anyway, but it's going to be nice. It's going to warm up a little bit. 57 tomorrow, 32 tomorrow night, uh, 60 on Thursday, 36 Thursday night, 56 on Friday, 40% chance of showers on Friday night with a low of 34. And yeah, we're watching that. And there is the word snow, the chance of rain, snow mix early in the day on Saturday and then partly sunny with a high of 49, low of 22 on Saturday night. So, yeah, it's going to get a little cold there, 22. And then 52 Sunday, 26 Sunday night uh, for the President's Day, 55, and then 29 on Monday night, and then 55 for Tuesday. So, yeah, it's going to got that little chance there on Saturday of precip. Other than that, it's pretty clear between now and then. Maybe things will dry up just a little bit. Around the barn, I've got mud, I'm telling you. Mud, mud, mud. Uh, so, but uh, we'll be walking on top of it come uh, come Sunday morning at 22 degrees. It'll freeze hard. And I've just got through turning my pumps back on, getting water filled back up. I'll have to winterize all that again because uh, it's going to get cold and freeze us on Saturday night. All right, let's look at today being the 13th day of February and the listener's portion today of the general budget of Anchor Broadcasting being sponsored by Bobby and Ruby Dees. It's in honor of their three children and seven grandchildren, also in thankfulness for their Savior, Jesus Christ, WGCR, and all the dedicated staff, volunteers at Anchor Baptist Church and Ministries. And we'd like to say to you, Thank you so much to the D's, Bobby and Ruby. Thank you. Appreciate them standing with us. Honor their children and grandchildren. Thank you for this sponsorship. And then the network is being sponsored by the Macedonia Baptist Church in Silverstein in honor of their pastor and his wife, Lamar and Peggy Owen, on their 31st wedding anniversary tomorrow, 31 years tomorrow. And that was my honor to officiate that 31 years ago. What about that? Time flies. Yeah. Only 12 days remain until share and the boys are outside putting mulch out and uh, 31 days yeah, and counting. It is uh, it is upon us, beloved. No doubt it is. It is here and uh, it's it's coming fast, isn't it? Yeah. Running out of running out of prep time. And uh, we uh, yeah, we are uh, we are grateful and thankful for. Uh, folks helping and working and doing and fixing. We appreciate that. Great, a great deal. All right, let's see if we can look and see who's with us today. And uh, let me see if I can get it to do that. And I don't believe it's going to. So let me let me look and see if I can make it do that. And it won't do that either. Okay, well, I guess we're going to go with what we have. So uh, I don't know what's up with this computer that it does that to me, but it gets to where it won't. This one particular computer where I do the roll call from, it uh, acts like it's thinking about something else. It acts like it's got its mind on something else, and uh, won't can't get it to can't get it to do what I want it to do. And then when it does do what I want it to do, I click it 17 times, and then all 17 of them take effect, 
And so here we go. Yeah. All right. So Ann Arbor, Arden, Atlanta, Avon, Colorado, Birmingham, Brevard, Fort Mill, Franklin, Greensboro, Hickory, Houston. Let's see who else. I said, like I said, it won't go down when I want it to. And, it, and then it, uh, yeah, so maybe, well, I'm down to Houston, but that's as far as it's going to let me get. And, uh, well, I, now i got to go back. Okay, Houston, Indianapolis, Islamabad, Kiez, Louisville, Manchester, Marietta, Marion, Morrisville, Mumbai, Plymouth, Rock Hill. Lots of Rock Hill on today. And they're going to win again for the most listened town. Uh, Rock Hill, and then let's see. I can't get it to go on down, and I don't know what it's problem is I'd say it's cold and slow as molasses but it's not cold in here Sacramento St. Louis Seattle Suffolk Tarzana don't think I've ever heard of that one before Tarzana California Toledo uh, are here with us we got unknown Germany unknown Europe unknown Philippines so all right that's about six countries with us here this afternoon yeah so glad to have each one of you. I'm still not at the bottom of the list, and I'm not sure that it's going to let me see it. Yep, there it is, Washington, D.C., Weaverville, and Williamston. All right, glad to have all you folks with us. Did I mention U.K.? United Kingdom slipped in there. Glad to have them with us as well. All right, we are again thankful to the Lord for his mercy and thankful to God for his grace here on a Tuesday afternoon. Yes, Sherathon preparations are full underway and uh, uh, working on the inside, working on the outside. We had kind of scheduled a working for the congregation this coming Saturday, but we, we, we look now, I don't think we're going to have to. So I don't think we're going to have to. I think we've got enough done that we're going to be able to uh, forego that working of the congregation coming in on Saturday think that's going to be the case. So there's still some things to do, but I, I think that staff and weekday volunteers might be able to get everything done. Yeah. And so I wanted to mention that if there are folks that you're planning on visiting Sherathon, you're coming in from out of town. Okay. If you're coming in from out of town, there's a couple of things that we can do for you to help, help out. One is that we have a, uh, an event rate at a local hotel. And we all we have to do is just give you that, that number. And then when you type that in, it should give you the event rate. And an event rate is like a uh, if you were to have a, a conference or something, you know, a uh, business conference or something like that at the hotel, then that's, that's the rate that we get. It's a corporate uh, type or convention type rate. And then also we are getting a, a convention rate at the local campground nearby here at Pisgah Forest Campground. This is the commercial campground. And so uh, we have a, a, a discount rate there. And again, you just have to tell them who you are, where you're, you know, that you're coming for Sherathon. And uh, they would extend to you, if they have open, open slots, they would extend that rate to you in the campground, okay? I'm sorry that we're full here on grounds. We have nowhere to put anybody. Matter of fact, we're, yeah, we're, 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 <laughs> We are uh, scrounging, trying to get all the campers, buses, motorhomes, and the like in. Yeah, cause, and we've got some people coming and going. They're just here for a day or two. And so we're trying to juggle all those slots and trying to do all that. So a little bit of a, 
a uh, little bit of a uh, of a you know correlation there. We got we got to try to get all that fixed, but so far so good. And then we also have some folks coming that are going to be utilizing some profits chambers, and I appreciate very much folks willing to do that. We are having uh, we've we've had offers from several, and we appreciate that. We appreciate Sugarloaf; they're helping us uh, with. Uh, uh, housing there, and then I also appreciate the offer from Arden Missionary helping us. Thank you, and so we are very grateful for that, and uh, particularly putting in missionaries, uh, girls' homes, missionaries, things like that, places to put them. We're thankful. Everything that we have is full. Uh, we've everything, and so we're. Uh, but we're we appreciate uh, those that have made their things available to us, and I do. I appreciate that a great deal. Meeting going on over at Bible Baptist in Waynesville, and uh, I've had the bottom fall out around here, so I have not been able to get there. And then also going on up in Glenville at uh, Hamburg Baptist. Meeting going on up there, and they've been having a good meeting. So we give God the glory for that. Ask that you would continue to pray for Brother Samuel Shabdu. He is in Israel, and they are there ministering to the troops and so please remember them. They took the uh, tactical gloves, uh, military-grade gloves. They took those to the troops. And uh, they're also taking care packages and medical packages and other things that they give to the Israeli Defense Force. And so, uh, yeah, they're, they're working from that, that side of things. We have, of course, we're still involved in trying to minister to the Israeli families that were attacked on October the 7th, and the Lord has let us minister to a bunch of those folks and uh, to their families, the, the survivors, and we've been able to help many. And that fund is still open, and that fund is still available, and we can get the money to Israel within 24 hours of your donation. If you'd like to help a family, directly help a family in Israel, then uh, certainly we would we would love to work with you on that. Also, we've received some dire news from Haiti. Haiti is basically in a civil war. Um, the people, because of starvation, are now in the streets, and uh, they are calling for the resignation of the prime minister. And so it's it's bad. And so you have the gangs, which is they're, they're paramilitary, they have automatic weapons, uh, but they're gangs. They're not anything connected with the government, but they're like a, I don't know, I don't, a militia, but yet they're ruled by mob rule, and they're also stealing everything. So they're funded by stealing the incoming cargo, and then they sell the cargo on the black market. And they're controlling the fuel, they're controlling the food, they're controlling everything. It is so bad that my understanding is that the Dominican Republic has closed the borders. And because of that, there is famine, widespread famine. Children are fainting in the classrooms because they have no food. So it's bad. And rice now is a dollar and a half, a dollar and a half a pound. You know, we're paying a dollar and a half a pound. I can get it at I get over here at Sam's for 50 cents a pound all day. We're paying in dollars, a dollar and a half in Haiti. And it's for the American pound, you know, 16 ounces. 
and we're paying in American dollars. And the problem is, if you take the American dollar compared to the Haiti currency, um, I don't even know what the ratio is right now. But in other words, what they, so I say, well, that, you know, it's not that expensive. Well, remember, they get paid, they don't get paid in American dollars. Uh, they get paid in something they call good, like G-O-O-D-E, and they get paid in that. That's, that's the name of their currency. And I don't know what the ratio is. I, don't, I can't look it up right this minute. But even what you hear them say is not always true. So just because they post a number doesn't, because, again, the Haiti government's corrupt. And so they might, you know, they might post something that uh, just to make themselves look good. So anyway, we have widespread starvation, and right now that the, the security has has collapsed. That uh, I, I don't, I'm not speaking on behalf of Captain. I don't know, but uh, it does not look like. And and either way, where where we're having the worst trouble in the north, we can we've not had a secure port there in a while, so we have no way to get there. We have nothing we can do there, and uh, it's it's dire. And so we've tried to send a little money down there, but it's not going to go very far, not very far at all. I mean, if you figure, uh, if it's uh, if it's thirty-seven fifty for a twenty-five pound bag of rice, then you can get seventy-five pounds for a hundred dollars, right? Is that right? You can get three bags. Yeah. So three times, so about thirty bags of rice is all that we can buy. Can we can't even buy that many? with $1,000. And again, it's better than nothing, but it doesn't go very far at all. Need folks to pray with us about that. That is a, yeah, that's a mess. And I mean, it is a mess. Uh, they are bringing in, what did I read? They're, the Haitian government is bringing in another country. And uh, if I was going to talk about it, I should have I guess I should have looked it up before I started talking about it. But uh, uh, there, there were reports that, uh, that they were bringing in another country and bringing in their military kind of as, as uh, you know, soldiers for hire. But, uh, well, I, I, can't, I can't pick it up, what I was looking at. But it's, it's a country that I was a little surprised that they were doing business with. But anyway, things are bad. They're not just bad. Things are terrible there. And so we'd ask for your prayer in that, that the Lord will intervene and uh, that God will show himself mighty. We're also having trouble now in Nicaragua. An American pastor has been locked up in Nicaragua, and I have not heard his status today, but... uh, they have been knocking nationals up. Ortega's on the warpath again. We had had a little break, and there were some things that got going in Nicaragua, and uh, it looked like that there had been a, a change of heart with, with Ortega. But uh, apparently now there's a crackdown underway. And, of course, with that, the gospel is the first thing to get, you know, that they crack down on. So uh, Nicaragua's been through a, a terrible, terrible half century. They have been in bad shape. And uh, at one time, of course, at one time, Colombia was the most dangerous country to visit. 
is still not great, but it's not as bad as Nicaragua right now. And there are people leaving Nicaragua walking to the Texas border. And so we are seeing Nicaraguan refugees. We're also seeing Venezuelan refugees because the Venezuelan situation is so bad. Uh, Venezuela, uh, they're, I mean, I, I don't even know how the government is still standing. It doesn't really make sense. Uh, I guess that when Mr. Biden allowed Exxon to go in there and start pumping oil again, I guess that's the shot in the arm that kept them alive. I don't know what else you could say because the uh, otherwise I, I don't know how they'd even be alive. That country would even be standing. Uh, I had an app that would give you the currency in Venezuela. I had that, and uh, I would I check it about daily uh, and see what the currency was. And uh, I don't know if they stopped. I don't know what happened. I don't know if the government stopped reporting because they were so embarrassed. I really don't know. I don't. I don't know what situation was. But I can tell you that uh, that app quit working. But it quit working when it was up in the millions. Yeah, it was several million of their dollar to one of ours. You got so bad in Venezuela that a child could not carry enough cash in a trash bag to go to the store and buy candy. That's how bad it was. People were using the, I was in Colombia, and Venezuelans were on the street quarters trying to sell me hats, purses, all sorts of things that they had woven out of Venezuelan currency as a souvenir because it was worthless. You imagine that? And somebody said, well, what about, what about our situation? Well, as you know, the, uh, and I say as you know, you may not know, but uh, there is, uh, the markets didn't have a good day, and it's based on the, uh, based on the, the uh, reports that come out today. And uh, the, uh, uh, they, they were, so, there was a lot of expectation and uh, so apparently, okay, so here's what happened. The markets said, we're going to have a rate cut, we're going to have a rate cut, we're going to have a rate cut. And they began to build into their numbers rate cuts for the future. The problem is that instead of seeing a drop in the consumer price index. The consumer price index rose 3.1%. Yeah. If you look at it annually. And so it's higher than December, uh, higher than expectations. They were figuring it might come in around 2.9. It came in at 3.1, which basically says that, uh, you know, we're, things are still going up. Uh, 
And, you know, the, the core consumer price index things rose 3.9, about 0.4% on a monthly basis. But that excludes food and energy. When you add food and energy back to it, oh, yeah, uh, not good. So, so here's kind of where we are. We are up 3.9% from a year ago after increasing 3.9% in December. Um, so if you, if you look at the number, and there's several ways to read them, but uh, here, here's the bottom line. Uh, we're, we're still facing uh, some very high inflation which in turn would signal that the feds might not, not only might not they leave it alone, they might raise it again. And so, you know, if you figure just housing, shelter, if you figure just housing, if you annualize it, this is part of the core consumer price index, housing's up 2.3% over the past three months. So, not good, not good. So basically, there's not going to be a March rate cut. Okay, that's that's pretty well, you know, that's pretty well not going to happen. And uh, now there's there's less than like a 35 percent chance of a rate cut in May. Yeah, and uh, so what does all that mean, preacher? Well. It means that you're paying more for what you're doing uh, and our inflation is outrunning everything else and it has left uh, nothing but red ink on the, uh, on the indices that you know, we monitor. Uh, the Dow Jones off by over 500 points. Uh, the NASDAQ off 286. The S&P down by 68 and some stocks that are, you know, that are typical, you know, that are up there. Uh, things like, uh, well, <clears throat> Google off by 2.36, Apple off by 2.11. Yeah. And see, we were in record territory yesterday. Record territory. And everybody was betting that the, what happened today, gonna be, it's gonna, inflation's going to go down. And it's going to be good news, and we're betting on that. And that's what they did, only to have some bad news. The economy is still heating up, and we are still in, yeah, in trouble. So I said, well, it doesn't affect me. My, I'm not in the stock market. Well, if you have retirement anywhere, Unless it's in something that's guaranteed, it, it affects you. And, uh, you know, with all the predictions, with artificial, artificial intelligence and with all the predictions, it projects things. It, pre it predicts the future with some accuracy. But artificial intelligence can only draw upon the things that it is told so if it is told that we're expecting a 
drop in inflation by two, two decimal points. We're, we're expecting a drop in inflation, and we're looking for inflation about 2.9. Then that's the number that the artificial intelligence uses, and it extrapolates that and says, well, if that's the case, then this, this, and this, and this is going to happen. That was not the case. Therefore, it did not happen. Therefore, boom. Yeah. Bloody Tuesday. It's not been a good one as far as the markets are concerned, just because that, you know. And a lot of people don't want to say it this way, but when people play the stock market, they're betting on the future. They're either betting for it or they're betting against it. And I'm very serious. That's how, and a lot of people bet against it. They expect things to get bad, and therefore they make decisions based on the, what they believe is going to take place if it gets bad. Yeah. Billions and billions were made during COVID. The country shut down, I mean, for the most part. But, for instance, Lowe's stock. And I don't know exactly. But I'm just going to throw out a number because it's, it, was, it was near so. So right before COVID, Lowe's stock would be right in the $100 neighborhood, around $100, $100 a share. Because everybody came home, had all this time, everybody went to Lowe's, and everybody went to Home Depot, and they got all this do-it-yourself stuff, and they built new decks, and they done all these things, home projects. Their stock went crazy, and it hasn't come back down. Lowe's is now two and a quarter, $225 a share for Lowe's. Home Depot, and, and Lowe's was underpriced because Lowe's was, Home Depot was almost double what Lowe's was, about two to one. So Home Depot was running up around 200 Lowe's was running around 100 Well, go and fix that. The recreation industry, boom. You couldn't even get a camper. You couldn't get a you couldn't get a vehicle. You couldn't get a Jeep. You couldn't get anything to do with camping, RV, getting out of side, traveling, none I mean, totally bonkers. I mean, just totally insanity ensued because there was more demand than there was product. And then used vehicles. We're still not over that. Used vehicles doubled in price and they've not recovered we have maintained that high high level and i think part of it's because everybody you know the new prices are so extravagant that people are buying good used stuff and as a result of that dealerships are did you know that dealers are paying clean retail book for vehicles now they never pay anything above wholesale i mean that's you know, even sometimes they don't even pay that. Now they're paying clean retail book plus, depending on what it is, they're paying in addition to that. The dealer's paying that. So what are you going to pay? You're going to pay way more than the bank will loan because the bank loans based on the book value. But if the dealer's got more in it than the book says, then book value then somebody's going to have to come up with a big down payment to get the bank to buy into that. 
and the fact that interest rates are up uh, on all everything, credit cards, on uh, car rates, on, of course, home mortgages, interest rates are up. And so it further complicates what, the, what a car payment looks like. So all of this has been, you know, and anytime you start giving away money, I mean, when you in that, and they did, they, they, they gave away and gave away and gave away money. And that, that when you give, when the government gives away money, it heats up the economy. And when it heats up the economy, you have inflation. So the painful part is when we go into a period of deflation. If there's anything worse than inflation, it's when people buy things and we experience deflation. In other words, when you buy a house, when the market's at the peak and it's worth less, it's worth less a few months later than when you bought it. And that's exactly what we're talking about. You buy a car and it's at the peak value and we have deflation and suddenly your car is not worth what you gave for it. And you owe a bunch of money that it's no longer worth it. When people, when that starts happening, people start throwing in the towel and they start letting houses go back. They start letting cars go back. And then, then the trouble comes. And we're already seeing consumer debt right now. And when I say consumer debt, un. So consumer debt is anything that is doesn't have a, a title or a deed backing it. So cars kind of not because they have to come take the car back. But consumer debt means it's it's not backed with anything. And consumer debt, the credit card companies are reporting that we just broke one of the highest marks in credit that we've ever had. We've had we got more on, out on credit cards than we've ever had. So uh, it is, you know, it's checks and balances. So I said, well, preacher, what do you think? Well, I, I think the Lord's coming. And I think if he doesn't come, there's going to be some rough road ahead and there are going to be some storms ahead. And if, as a child of God, if you have never been through a storm, I, I would say, first of all, it's unusual because most people have been saved any length of time they go through storms. I told our congregation from the pulpit, we just went through faith promise giving in January, and our people gave a record amount, and our budget was met and exceeded. And I said, now, the televangelist will tell you that your cow is going to have calves, twins, your chickens are going to start laying double-yoked eggs, and your well won't, won't run dry. And the blight won't get your beans, and I'm using farming illustrations, obviously. And the fox won't get in the hen house. It's all going to be good because you've minded God. And I said, that's, that's the health, wealth, and prosperity gospel. But I'm here to announce to you that that's not going to be the way it works. 
when you stick your neck out for the glory of God, when you stick your neck out and you step out by faith, friend, the bottom's going to fall out. You're going to see a storm. Rarely, rarely, and when I say rarely, I do mean the word rarely. Rarely do does somebody try to mind God and do something by faith that the devil doesn't try to rub their nose in it. And I know that to be the case. I've had it happen too many times. So Sunday I asked the congregation, I said, how many of you, since you gave so much and did what you did, how many of you had car trouble? How many of you have had a major appliance fail? How many of you have had a, a bill come due that you weren't aware that you had? How many have had been sick and had to go to the doctor? How many have, how many have missed work because of sickness? Your paycheck is short because of that. How many? And of the whole congregation, the majority raised their hands in two weeks, in the past two weeks. So what do you do? Well, there's a couple of things you'll learn from disaster relief, and they bear out in Scripture. If you're in a storm, whether it's your making or not, of your making or not, sometimes you're a victim of a storm that's not of your making. It really doesn't matter. Storm's a storm. But when you're in the midst of a storm, there comes a point in hurricanes that 911 will cease to answer calls. They just tell everybody, hunker down. Just hunker down. When it gets so bad that they can't answer calls, they just tell you, hunker down. Just stay where you are and hunker down. And that's good advice if you're in a storm. Hunker down. Things will look a little different tomorrow than they did today. Sometimes they're worse. Sometimes to get to the end of a storm, you got to go through a lot more. But number one, don't make any major moves. Don't make any major decisions. Don't come to any major conclusions. Just be still and let God intervene and let God show you what His will is in this whole thing. Not easy to do. Sometimes we want to run out in the middle of the storm because I feel like we can't stand it no more. We're just going to run out in the middle of the storm and try to seek you know, higher ground or whatever. Unless your life is being threatened, they say don't do that. I mean, obviously, if water's up and you can't, you know, in the house and you're about to drown, then go to, higher, go to higher ground. But very few times is it time to move in the midst of a storm. You don't. You just, you hunker down. I've learned to basically isolate because sometimes in a storm you'll say things you don't mean. You'll do things you regret. And you'll convey attitudes that you wished you hadn't. 
when you're in the midst of a storm. When fire, rescue, police, military, others, when, when, when they're faced with crisis situations, they're trained not to react to it because reactions are just, boom, reactions. They're trained to respond, not with their emotions, but with their training. You, 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 you suppress emotions and you allow your training to kick in. And instead of, re, of, of, of reacting to whatever's taking place, you respond. When everybody else is running out of the house, the resp- I don't call them the first reactors. They call them the first responders for a reason. So when everybody else is running out and the first responders running in, it's because they're letting their training kick in. When we've been trained in the Word of God and we've trusted it during the good times and during the sunshine, we've trusted the Word of God and we've trusted the Lord during the sunshine days of our lives, but suddenly it's not quite as easy to do that in the darkness of the storm. So you might say, well, preacher, the storm's of my making. Again, storm's a storm. The principles, I think, are the, are, are the same. I think you hunker down. I think you, you know, you, 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 you wait. I think you, uh, you, you think carefully about everything that you do in a storm. You, you, you weigh out the options. You weigh out. You don't just run out into the, into the hurricane. You know, you, 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 you make very, very deliberate decisions and if you can delay a decision, delay it. Because sometimes, most of the time, when a hurricane comes through, they're followed by beautiful, sunshiny skies. Rarely will you have rain behind a hurricane. The reason is because the hurricane sucks all of the moisture into that local, into the center. It pulls. So everything's being pulled into it. So if it comes to the Caribbean, it will it will pull out all the moisture in the Caribbean. There won't be another storm typically right behind it. It'll be several days. And it will have pulled in every thunderstorm in the whole area. It would have combined that and pulled it in amongst it. So you'll get it all at one time. Usually there's some sunshine after that. And I can tell you, it's a whole lot easier to do damage assessment. It's a whole lot easier to begin to clean up and rebuild when the sun comes out than it is to do it when Everything that you're facing is dark and soaked and dreary. Yeah, Be very careful what you do in the midst of the storm and how you do it. Very, very important. Very careful. And then I would say that everybody has storms. And I don't know how to tell you this, but if you're in a storm, this is not your, it may be your first one, but I promise you this, it will not be your last one. And somebody said, well, don't tell me that. I, I I can't take no more. Well, I know. 
But what I'm trying to say is when you're in a storm, at least you're in it. At least you know, at least you know what you got. It's during those sunshiny days and you start seeing darkness on the horizon. You don't know what that one holds. Because there's another one coming. The child of God experiences storms on a regular routine basis. I'm expecting a phone call. We've got prayer tonight. And so I'm going to let you go. Thank you for being with us. Ask you to pray about it. several situations. The Lord's uh, hand, God will intervene and uh, that the Lord will uh, show up and, and show himself mighty. Okay. Okay. And so uh, I think that uh, maybe not. I'm not sure about that song right there, but it sounds, sounds, sounds like it might fit the, fit the hour. Let's see if we can pray together. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, Lord, would you be pleased to help us intervene? I pray for that one that's in the storm right now. Please, Lord. Give them grace and help them. Lord, speak to their hearts and Lord, give them what they need for the hour. We'll be forever grateful for all you do for us in Christ's holy name. Amen. And amen. Thank you so much for being with us. I'm Pastor Randy Barton. Till we meet again with the on the air, in the air, may God richly bless you is our prayer.